Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Nympha Alumni. This week, we're packing our bags and enrolling in Mogwarts to lock in on the world of looks maxing for gentlemen. From Candle Tilts and Jordan Barrett to Mogoffs and the prosecution of Dr. Mike Mew, the controversial mind behind Mewing. I feel like, guys, with this episode, there are some terms and just like a general culture that some listeners may not be familiar with. So do you, so someone want to kind of take them through some key aspects? Yeah, we can talk about some important terms. So looks maxing, I feel like we've talked about enough and it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just like the practice of maximizing your physical appearance through just like constant upgrades. And it kind of is downstream from like, uh, kind of like, 4chan-y incel community, but then got co-opted by girls. But now boys are back into it, but in this positive way that doesn't really seem to be so like defeatist and like dark-sided. So basically Gen Z is reappropriated, looks maxing. The other thing is mogging, which comes from the acronym AMOG, which stands for alpha male of the group. But to mog someone is to essentially be like pictured with another person and like your visual is like out serving so yeah, you're like the main slayer of the photo yeah and it's like embarrassing for them it's like that tiktok where it's like some k-pop star with a random white boy and it's like he knows he's getting eat- eating up eaten up right now yeah so mogging has evolved into the creation of this imaginary institution known as mogwarts after hogwarts of course where this kid named Kareem Shami, who we talked about in our episode with Liam, the original um, like masculinity Gen Z report, Kareem Shami has founded Mogwarts and is kind of using it as like the classic influencer grift of like selling courses, like online mm-hmm. courses and like pamphlets, I guess, and like an online community of uplifting and transformation but it is branded in this like dark academia way that we're kind of obsessed with there's a new york times article about these kids and what they're doing on tiktok but mogwarts has like really spiraled out of control these days and we actually may be applying for a scholarship we might be yes i would maybe say like the best comparison to the way that mogwarts has unfolded on tiktok is gag city where there's just a bunch of ai images created in this sort of like group lore building and there's various different figures that are professors or principals or students at mogwarts and most of them are male models that these boys idolize like chico lakowski hernan draco jordan barrett sean opry and this guy syrian psycho who is the founder of mogwarts often gets mogged by these male models and he gets demoted to the janitorial position and Chico Lakowski Lakowski (laughs) becomes he ascends to becoming the principal of Mogwarts and so that's where we are right now in the lore yeah it's really funny yeah uh Kay Shami like unlooks maxed himself and like posted this like essentially hostage video being like (laughs) I have been mogged into being a janitor (laughs) and I don't know how he made himself look so bad like he actually got like a bad haircut wow yeah he's taking it so seriously I think he's making a lot of money too he's really turned this into a great hustle for himself he's a very young man 
I think he's like 22. And a scholarship to Mogwarts requires that you post, a, it's like a very Andrew Tate-esque thing. You post a video and it gets over 35,000 views or something and you get a free scholarship or 50% off. No, that's your starting band. So you like have to start there. And then there's a couple of different routes you can take to get a scholarship. But yes, it's essentially the, I guess, Andrew Tate model of do, as doing free promotion for Mogwarts and Siren Psychos Enterprises. And then you get a yeah. scholarship. I wonder how many scholarship recipients there have been. Because I, I think that one thing we've observed is obviously the consumers of this mm-hmm. type of content tend to be on the younger side. Uh, even like the main influencers in in the space, like Syrian Psycho and this other young kid named Dylan Latham. They're all young. So I, I think... Because I honestly feel like kind of we're work. qualified. I was looking at the, the offerings at Mogwarts and apparently they do guest lectures and I feel like we should do a guest lecture. We could do a guest lecture. And I was just thinking right now where it's like, we have to have a scholarship to, to find out. But just by posting this episode, I feel like we could very easily get a scholarship. Wow. You know, we could send so this true. episode to him and be like, we talked about Mogwarts and he could maybe give us a scholarship. So... He probably, there's like this whole thing where like Gen Z doesn't have like um, literacy around how reporters work and how journalism works and how they always want to get paid to uh, be included in like an editorial feature or something or in like a New York Times piece. And I feel like he would do the same thing. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. there's like some, but you know, he's he's a smart business mind, clearly. So he, he is. Yeah, he's, I think he's becoming a lawyer according to his tiktoks oh. so yes because yeah he's always he, wearing um, a suit yeah his main inspiration for his looks maxing journey was patrick bateman and mm-hmm. he was really inspired by a classic american psycho men's grooming routine and attention to the body and the visual of patrick bateman so yeah it's like there's like this really corny side of obviously the patrick bateman obsession that a lot of young men have on TikTok, but I think because he maybe doesn't he doesn't do it in that way as much, and he has a sense of humor about it too. Which he does. I think the most distinct thing about this version of self improvement is very face forward focus. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the content that you see is about improving your face via jaw exercising, mewing, washing icing your face to create very um hollow cheeks you know and I think it's really interesting because a lot of the I guess icons of looks maxing in this iteration all of the male models like they don't tend to have very muscular strong bodies like Jordan Barrett is a very skinny man Chico Lukowski same thing Hernan Drago I think was pretty muscular but he just made a TikTok yesterday because people were begging his wife to put him on TikTok and he just made a TikTok and he did, he's per, like, all of these models are participating in this trend, which is really interesting. But like, yeah, they're kind of just from such like a specific era. They're like all not young anymore. They like all peaked yeah. in terms of their fame in like 2015. And obviously male yeah. models don't age out of the market the same way, but that's why there's something interesting about like the, the time span of the top mongers besides Jordan Barrett, who came around a little bit later, but we've also yeah. seen him have so many like rises and falls in his looks. And that's also like a part of looks maxing content is like specifically analyzing Jordan Barrett and how he looks like different body weights and 
in different situations. But yeah, there's a 2010s-ness to all of it. There is. It's very fashion-inspired, which is really interesting because us as women, and I think a lot of our listeners too, probably have the experience of growing up on the internet and just seeing model runway walk compilations and just enjoying those and kind of like using those to kind of mimic when you're a teenager, right? Just to kind of like figure out how to walk and kind of pop that hip, you know? (laughs) And like, it's really interesting because boys are now doing this with, with this subculture. They are making these fan cams of model runway walks, but they're male models. And Alexi has a really great section on like the music of this, which is all very like fashion show music. Um, which is interesting for like straight men to like get into. Do you want to yeah, expand on this, Alexi? I can get into that. Sorry, I'm just. I just realized that Jordan Barrett's gay. Yeah, he's gay. Yeah, yes. there's like a lot. Of, this is yeah, <laughs> and he got married to Fernando Casablancas in Ibiza yeah. at this like crazy wedding. Yeah, but they're yeah, divorced yeah. now. They're divorced but, now. Yeah, they. He. It was like it was. He was. He came out though. Like that's. There was a lot of pressure on that man because of his. Mm-hmm. what he represented at the time with his um his his candle tilt being so i've never seen them like mention anything about his sexuality it's actually quite radical how it's like decentered from this whole thing well i have no, he honestly had, like... i was about to get into that like there's like all these tiktoks that i see where the, this is where it gets a little more problematic and more like kind of nefarious there is a bunch of tiktoks that i see about how jordan barrett is kind of like the enemy to humanity because he's chosen to be gay and he's not going to perpetuate his own oh. perfect genetics. Hmm. Yeah. I see that TikToks like that all the time. So that's, it can get into that like really nefarious kind of like mm, genealogical like, ter- territory. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Where yeah. yeah Jordan, stay away from that guys. You know, it's like an interesting person for that because he didn't come out until like pretty late into his career. He came out in 2021 Mm-hmm. when he had been around for years and i honestly think when he got married to fernando that was like his actually like oh yeah i actually am gay like uh mm-hmm. i'm marrying fernando this is like crazy like the the lineup of this wedding and just like how like bullshittingly like celebrity it is is like mm-hmm. driving me insane like kate moss presents them with chrome hearts rings after their sound healer like <laughs> performs guided meditation like it's really crazy i'm obsessed with them they are really crunchy because jordan Um, barrett's from australia so he has that like crunchy thing about him you know yeah australia is kind of the land of the looks max we can get into that later with the legend of of z's but z's yeah okay so i can talk about the music so i i've been immersing myself into looks maxing music for the past like two weeks now and it's all i listen to and i mean i would really recommend it just because it's all like music from like TikTok runway edits. Um, so it like some of them even have like kind of heels clicking like syncopation in them. So it's really good music for if you walk around a lot and like want to feel cunted out. So this includes like a wide range of genres, such as one SoundCloud e-boy music. I'm sure we're all familiar with the song Ecstasy by Suicidal Idol. Even if you don't think you know it, you probably do. It's the one that's like, sticking out your tongue for the picture you're so pretty you're so popular yeah which is fascinating to me because that song is like really dark-sided and like yeah the lyrics are like i don't know it, it yeah, kind of has like, like rape stuff, vibe yeah. of like yeah like i want you to like kind of beat me up or something um but it is kind of like a mantra to the looks maxing listener because it's like kind of about like jealousy towards 
someone who's so beautiful and like wanting to be like kind of degraded by them in a way um also the amazing song hashtag brooklyn blood pop is a tiktok classic that is often in these edits Mm -hmm. the second genre that we get a lot is like bimbo core girl rap like aisha erotica and slater (laughs) you know this music is really good for tiktok because like it just has like really fast lyrics and like a kind of cunty delivery that like makes you get into character but i'm surprised by how many like jordan barrett edits there are to songs like this but it also is like that kind of like performatively narcissistic lyrical content of just being like i'm just a whore like whatever um the third genre is this like kind of really dirty 2000s dance pop one of the songs that's like really big is i'll do it by heidi montag which like Mm -hmm. her music like blowing up is super random she recently made a tiktok lip syncing to it and everyone's like oh i'm just so iconic like i didn't know this was by you um but, but like kind of these pop hidden gems as well as a lot a lot of lady gaga songs from like the fame monster born this way era like monster government hooker bloody mary went super viral around this time last year because of all of the wednesday edits but like that really like driven dance pop give me more by britney spears um songs like that the fourth genre that i see a lot of but slightly less um is like 80s post-punk synth pop like Blue Monday by New Order, Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. I think that these have like that Patrick Bateman vibe kind of built into them. And also that just like dark club fantasy that Gen Z seems to enjoy so much because like a lot of them have never been to the club. And then number five, we also do see a lot of drain gangs. I think they tend to like have that kind of atmospheric, like ecstasy out clubbing vibe as well it also has like strong well i'll throw in an extra genre here and this is where it kind of diverges from looks maxing into more body stuff where it kind of like zooms out of the face and focuses on the body because what's interesting about the looks maxing thing specifically i think is that like it really speaks to how technology changes our perception of our own bodies there's these like extremely mathematical precise bizarre ways of looking at your face like the thirds of the face like the percentage of like your jaw and how it's like proportionate to your chin and your chin proportions to your philtrum. You know, it's like these incredibly complex, like almost medical terminology to measuring your face, obviously stemming from us having such great access, like a great selfie camera on our phones. And most of this coming from our phone, but like it kind of like diverges from that whenever you get into bodybuilding content, which is overlapping with this, not the same thing, but this is where it becomes more Euro dance and housey, like stereo love is big. And this is where like people like Ziz come in and then later kind of like more distant is like people like sam sulik rich piana david laid who is kind of he's a pretty boy so he's he's more uh kind of uplifted by the looks maxing people because he has a nice face but like sam sulik is crazy i mean he literally gives like for some reason all of this stuff really makes me think of like mythology and like the greco-roman fantasy but i think that's just because of like how homoerotic and body focused it is but sam yeah. like literally gives like minotaur in a maze he does give minotaur yeah, and does. i was thinking too is like the kind of like type of content that sam like posts it feels very adjacent to the female it's like kind of the male version of what eugenia cooney is to women. oh my god stop, that's so real with pe- people who don't know who eugenia cooney is most of y'all probably do she's this very very you've probably seen her she's extremely thin very anorexic And she posts a lot of videos. She's been on the internet for a long time. And most of the content that she posts, like half of the comments, if not all of the comments are like, oh my God, she's getting so small. She's going to die. And with Sam Sulik, 
all of the comments on there are like, oh my God, he's getting so big, he's gonna die. So it's just like watching these people kind of like destroy their health yeah. for like their like crazy body image. It's also like Nikocado Avocado, like that body extremity is such mm-hmm. like people like really get a morbid fascination with it because you're just like, holy shit, when are they gonna die? Which is like not good. Like I really try to That's avoid content good. like this because it like really freaks me out. Eugenia Cooney should have definitely died like like, she is definitely, like, a miracle of medicine. Like, it's insane that she's still alive. Yeah, but. I feel like, yeah, it just, I mean, I try not to watch stuff like this. It does make me feel like I'm about to have a panic attack because it's, like, so scary. But yeah, like, you feel complicit because you're, like, yeah. this person is obviously, like, driven by attention and they're, like, yeah. social media grifters. But, like, Eugenia also has, like, a weird kind of, like, fetish element. Like, I think that there are, like, she has a lot of supporters that are, like, I don't know, anorexia fetishes, which the fact that that yeah. exists is, like, yeah. really creepy. The Ibiza fantasy is so real. Like, I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Barrett got gay married there, and Z's was like the king of Ibiza in the yeah. early 2010s. Also, I just want to throw in here: I met Rich Piana after mm-hmm. I had a prophetic dream. <laughs> I just like want to tell the story on the podcast. Is like I was in Mexico City visiting family, and I had a dream that I met Danny Trejo. And the next day, I woke up and I was walking around my hotel, and I passed the hotel gym, and I saw Danny Trejo working out with Rich Piana. And I asked Danny for a picture. He was really, really nice. We talked about Corpse Christi a lot, and then Rich Piana took the pic- picture. Oh my god! And I didn't know. I like didn't know who Rich Piana was, but like that's not someone that you see and just like forget. You know, like he's a very distinct mm-hmm. human being. But years later, when he died, I was like, oh my god, it was that really nice guy who took my photo with Danny Trejo. And so I had a prophetic dream about meeting Danny Trejo and Rich Piana was there to fulfill the prophecy. But anyways, I just wanted to tell that story on the podcast. So I've always tragic. wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Yeah. RIP to him. Yeah. We're going to uh, get into the, the tragedy of, of the, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Ibiza thing is crazy. We also want to do like a club report because like there is something going on with like young people and clubbing or like this fantasy of clubbing especially like post salt burn just like i've been seeing so many videos of like teenagers like dancing in their bedroom they're like this is what i would dance like at the club and i'm like you know i guess that's a normal (laughs) thing to do like but why would you make this video like people making like edits of themselves like this is what i would look like at the club and like it would be so sexy yeah i think there's just a lot of good like clubbing music that's like accessible to people right now but no one knows where to find it in real life or even if that situation exists yeah the clubs are it's still popping you just have to find the right one they just but like wouldn't definitely... like the club like these kids like wouldn't like going to the club though yeah like, the clubs Someone, that are like the I club are not like this. dj like this is like i know what people want to hear but yeah it does seem like i'm sorry but if you don't these... live in new york even if you live in new york i don't know where you would go to hear fucking blue monday by new order at the club uh, that's like even my favorite club in Austin, Barbarella's. Shout out to Barbarella's. They play that all the time because they have like a specific dance floor <laughs> dedicated only for like new age, like 80s music. They have like different dance floors in there. One of them is like kind of like 2000s throwback dance floor. The other one's like 80s yeah. new age dance floor. Like it's so you can find it, you yeah. know. I'm here to say that but the club is still popping. You have to touch grass, you have to touch dance floor. Yeah, you, you do. do. You have to definitely touch dance floor. Yeah, and also the music that we're talking about, like your way more likely to hear that at like a drainer adjacent rave do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like someone playing like a remix of like those tiktok songs like 
yeah just go where someone's wearing some like cat boy ass like outfit yeah Yeah. but the thing is is, like they're gonna remix it into like a slipknot song and like throw off the vibe you know yeah Yeah, i think what young people need to realize is like you will go to the club and hear songs you don't fuck with but just like you gotta go through it to get to it it's true Mm -hmm. that's true like i hate taylor swift but karma came on at the club and i was like (laughs) you know what sure yeah that's the yeah. that's like the best experience whenever you have to like set aside your pride and like sing the lyrics to a song you don't actually really like very much in real life but you know it because it's been proliferated across the culture yeah, i mean know? i love like top 40 clubbing like i think it's amazing oh yes it's my favorite thing in the world i like love whenever they play mr Brightside at the club it's like <laughs> oh it always kills like everyone always dies with that song yeah, we're on a spectrum of like, you know, hardcore Uns Uns Berlin to like Mr. Brightside. I don't know. I think something in between is like what the kids want, but they also have social anxiety. So but they just like want music that's like from TikTok. So it's like, yeah, just be a TikTok and they want to look cool and like feel cool. Yeah. Well, that's the like, thing. I, I think like, it's also, to, it like, has I, to do with the tempo as well, because a lot of this music, this music is sped up or slowed down um that's true which, yeah I, 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 tried to, I, I don't think i've ever listened to the song ecstasy in like normal speed because every time it's on a playlist yeah. it's like super slowed or like yeah once again that's like that effect of like really slowed down or sped up is more of a thing that like raves mm-hmm. but yes yeah, so we need to we need to create a safe space for um people to listen to this type of music but where they're it's not a rave a cocktail party where they're playing a cocktail bar. <laughs> suicidal yeah. idol. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you need that. to have yeah. like really expensive fruity drinks on lock. Yeah. That's or true. like a super watered down vodka soda that you paid fifteen dollars for. I honestly think that Saltburn needed to do like an immersive experience, like how they fucking did Bridgerton, because like that's literally all children want is like you know, even if they had some kind of hologram of Jacob Elordi, like, they want to be in that club, for real. It's true. I wouldn't trust people around that but the, right the speeding now, up They're getting a bit ravenous. I know. The speeding up and slowing down is so real, because also in, like, edits, like, do you remember the Timothy Chalamet edit of him, like, dancing at the club that people were obsessed with? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys know yes. that, like, when you're dancing at the club, people aren't seeing you slow down. <laughs> like, there's no way to do this, like, sexy velocity edit, like, hair tossing in real life. No, it's about living in the moment. You have to take drugs. You have to take drugs to achieve that effect. And you need to kind of, yeah, somehow, yeah, you need to somehow reduce your self-awareness to the level where you're okay with dancing imperfectly and stupidly because you're just doing it to have fun, you know? Like, people will feed off of your energy. It doesn't matter if you don't look perfectly in tune Mm -hmm. or, like, kind of nicely rehearsed you know it's kind of like that that thing where when like before you've had your first kiss you look up like a million things about like how to kiss someone like how does everyone know how to do this but then it's the same thing with like dancing in the club like you -hmm. can't practice it but when you do it like it'll just be so amazing even if you don't do drugs i think yeah yeah everyone will always appreciate your effort yeah and i think people can also tell when someone's a shy dancer and we see that you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like get into it, like yeah, you have cool. to grab them by the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Like, Me too. Oh, guys, we need oh, to get on the dance floor. I know we need to go to the club. I can't believe we've never been to the club before. It's crazy. I love clubbing. Anyway, we need to go to the club and mog people. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dance mog people. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, the, the club is like, a, oh yeah, it's a, it's 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 such a classic territory to mog someone though, because it's like it really thinking is. of flash photos, and I'm also thinking about like sitting on a like what how do they call like a big cat or something, and being like in a lineup <laughs> of like other young people, and then you all like don't smile, and someone takes a picture, and it's like what will the result be? Wait, guys, I need to tell you, I used to get mugged so hard by my male model ex-boyfriends because like <laughs> we would go to the club for like fashion week parties and um obviously these like gay men in fashion were like obsessed with him. And God, he would mug me so hard. Getting mugged. I learned a lot is, from like, that. Yeah. And just like fear of getting mugged is almost worse than like fear of missing out. Like sometimes I I don't know. There, there's so many like nightlife photographers in New York. That's something I complain about a lot. And yeah, getting mogged in like a, a, a digital flash photo is something that I, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. I don't mind getting mogged, honestly. I mean, it depends on the, the degree of mogging, right? Where it's like, if I feel like I look okay, but someone is just like, just naturally prettier than me, like I'm not mm-hmm. going to be bothered by that. But if it's like, I genuinely look busted and I'm like, that's not what I look like. And then my friend yeah. looks so good. I'm like, do not post that, you know? <laughs> well, you guys mugged so me in our press photos. <laughs> Wait, where? No, no you mugged no. us. No, I didn't. You mugged us, girl. We took those at Mogwarts though. We did take those at Mogwarts, dude. But shout out to Tina Tyrell. Let's get into kind of, before we get into Z's and that vibe, let's get into kind of some more specifics about the terminology. Um, and maybe we could talk about Dr. Mew and his tribunal and how he was arrested for his crimes. Um, I don't think he was arrested. So first, <laughs> he was, was arrested. arrested. Yeah, he was arrested. What? He wasn't arrested. No. Well, why is he in, no. why is he going to court? I thought you have to get arrested to go to court. I don't know. Maybe he I don't think so. Fail. I don't think he was arrested, but yes, he was, he is facing charges for his, yeah, practice as a French orthodontist essentially guys this was my first time learning that mewing is named after someone I thought that mewing was like a a true term but it's like it's like he, it's like naming a dinosaur or something he named after himself yeah. yeah no I thought it was like a like it has to do with like your mouth and I thought it was like you know your cat like you go like kind of meow like, yeah. Like, yeah yeah I don't know I thought that too at first, but Mewing is named after not Dr. Mike Mew, who is the guy that we all see on the internet, um, who is being facing punishment, ab- abstract legal punishment for what he was doing. Um, it was named after his father, Dr. John Mew, who invented the field of orthotropics, which is like this anti-braces school of thought that postulates that braces make you uglier because they prevent forward facial growth, whatever the fuck that means. But forward facial growth is like an OG looks maxing thing. It's like you know, like side profile Angelina Jolie, like her jaw is very forward and her, I don't know. It's like, well, guys, I got lip filler like a week ago and they like really hammered this into me and they were like, you need to get chin filler. And also like, yeah, (gasps) they were like, wait, be careful. Be careful with what? With chin filler. I get scared with chin filler. I just get scared. But they were just like, the forward facial growth agenda is real. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a thing. But basically, like, orthotropics is, like, a pretty controversial field. Dr. John Mew, who invented orthotropics, his son, Dr. Mike Mew, has continued his work. And he's kind of, like, invented this very, very complex system, not just about, you know, not just 
mewing, which is the act of pressing your tongue on the roof of your mouth so that you can kind of like improve the mid face. He also uses like contraptions that I couldn't really figure out. And he also encourages chewing up to 10 pieces of gum a day to grow your jaw muscles. And so the issue here is that Dr. Mike Mew was doing this sort of orthotropic mewing treatment on a six-year-old. And it was like a really traumatizing experience for the six-year-old. Apparently, like all of his teeth like almost fell out. He started having seizures from the stress of wearing this contraption and he developed an ulcer as well from the stress, which is crazy. But he was trying to improve the mid-face of this six-year-old. And so now he's facing charges. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of people like kind of joking about this being like the mouth breathing thing is definitely a paranoia that comes from this like sect of the internet. Like, and I see people joking like with babies being like, taping the baby's mouth so like they have a <laughs> strong forward facial growth and like i honestly think that this is like possibly a risk like doing this kind of stuff to kids is deranged yeah it's crazy yeah i it reminds me of when i would website. do dental work in mexico <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, i mean so like no, i guess probably you can tell your kids to breathe through their nose more yeah, yeah like I when am... i did dental work in mexico i would like they would not anesthetize me when they would put like weird contraptions in my gums yeah anyways um, go on this i'm not gonna get into that oh yeah i was just saying that i was some time on the website for his practice and all of the case studies it's like children that started doing this and they were like between like two and six or something he i listened mm-hmm. to him on michaela peterson's podcast which is really funny because he she starts the podcast by being like what do you want to talk about i hear they're pressing charges against you and (laughs) she's like he's like yeah i heard they're pressing charges against your dad so there's a lot of parallels here but anyways not the shady diva moment from like me yeah i know well he definitely mocks her on that but Mm -hmm. (laughs) he, he says like eight is too late for orthotropics so you're basically dealing with the facial structure of like unbelievably young children and so i guess the case that you've described sam honestly sounds like it'd be quite typical for his practice like the fact that it was such a young child seems like it's pretty much par for the course for the type of patients that he works on and he also says that in michaela's podcast that all the things that we're basically describing right now are not like effective for people with formed faces and form skeletons yeah and essentially like he's like i mean you can't really do anything but you should probably sit sit up straight and breathe through your nose anyways and that's like Mm -hmm. a good start essentially but there won't be like any actual effects and he also brought up the incels in in this podcast episode he said like that they are really obsessed with him and that he doesn't really fuck with them I don't know. Thank you. He was like talking about like Syrian psycho or anything, but it was interesting <laughs> to see him like react to that because obviously he's had like so much negative press, so he probably doesn't want to be associated with these people, anyways. Yeah, who mugs who ideologically? Syrian psycho or um, Doctor Mew? That that is funny because like you know that we're Syrian psycho deserves an honorary doctorate though. Yeah, he does, mm-hmm. but he's already he's like created his own college. In order I to feel do like, that for himself. <laughs> well, I really want to subscribe to Mogwarts, but to me, it's kind of expensive. But I yeah. also feel like, you know, like the advice that he gives on TikTok to me is like 
pretty obvious, but maybe he's gatekeeping like the real advice, but he's just like, wash your face and like sleep more. But I guess like the kids are really lost because that seems like revelatory to them. Orthotropics is such like, I see people posting about this all the time. There's also this guy, Weston A. Price, who like did a bunch of research in the 20s through 40s. And like, I feel like these photos go viral all the time. He like went to Africa, Australia, like the South Pacific and was basically like, you know, a lot of these indigenous people have like perfectly white and straight teeth. Like what is wrong with our modern society that like all kids now need braces and have like really like weird dental arches, but it basically is like a a modern diet thing. Yeah. I was seeing somebody talk about, I saw a dentist yesterday actually on TikTok talking about how indigenous societies have their own version of like dental problems, but it's not necessarily the same that westerners have because yeah braces are a very western thing i'm kind of a little anti-braces myself just because i have crooked teeth and i like the way that they look no same yeah everyone keeps telling me to get invisalign but i'm like guys i'm like honestly very charmed by my crooked teeth yeah i think it's a cute thing but i think uh, it's also rare these days it's also it is yeah i think it's like a very american thing to be like you know like i just had a lot of friends in high school who their parents like didn't have enough money to be doing this but they would like be obsessed with their orthodontics and they had this ideology that like you know if you have a winning smile like that'll do more than anything else and i'm like girl like Braces save up for expensive. college <laughs> like, yeah exactly exactly it's bad for the yeah it, also i love aristocrats with bad teeth i mean speaking of saltburn mm-hmm. like jacob lordy has kind of like imperfect teeth that are perfectly imperfect to me yeah i can't speak on this i think i have what dr mew is like trying to achieve in his patients which is like you do have a perfect smile. A perfect though. mouth. Like, yeah. I have to be honest, because I've also never yeah, had any do. issues with like, I mean, I've never had to like get any teeth pulled or anything. And I know that's like something people have to get sometimes. That's just barbaric, though, you know. Yeah, but no, but it's because like your teeth will like, I don't even know what happens. All Maybe out anyways. I don't know. I'm. T- I don't even know. But I guess he always talks about like the wide facial structure and like that's what he's trying to accomplish like i read his case yeah. studies basically and i guess that's it's like he's concerned with widening the face versus bad oral habits lengthen the face essentially wait guys no i'm gonna send you a picture in the chat that is like really cracking me up because it's an example from this like website about orthotropics and it's like this is what our children look like but honestly i'm like this is okay. kind of the new beauty standard though like all of these guys like there's a guy who looks very like oasis like and there's a oh guy who name. looks like caleb what's his name yeah very like, like, this is my man like you no, but that's the thing with british people is like they have these like long skinny faces and then they end up getting like crowded teeth because their teeth don't have enough room to grow there's also I a thing with like japanese that, people like, the British facial type has evolved for people with a long skinny face to still some of them be like exceptionally good looking. Um, yeah. Yeah. And having this facial type, but then it's like, it's not the beauty standard as such. I'm very like naturalist about these things. Like I think it's, well, actually I'm really curious about what Dr. Mike Mew has to say about wisdom teeth. Like, what's his opinion on that? Oh, you're supposed to um, not really have to get them removed. And your mouth is supposed to be able to accommodate them coming in. So you, they shouldn't be, like, severely impacted. And they should also come in when you're, like, 18 years old. Wow. That's what he says. 
that is crazy uh, okay because my wisdom teeth are coming in so i no, need to i need yeah, to either get those it, pulled or figure something out that's what i was bringing up like tooth pulling as an example because uh, he he mentions wisdom teeth a lot i guess and what expanding your palate and basically fixing your mouth problems can I do think for I, you I think I had a palate expander when I was a really young kid. When I would get dental, because like even when I moved to the United States, we would drive across the border to go get dental work in Monterey. And like I had something where I had to crank it with a key and it would expand my palate. Oh my but God, I was very, very young. So I think I literally scary. had an orthotropic, orthotropic treatment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like actually. Well, palate, palate it was really traumatizing. Are real. They are like, yeah. part of orthodontics as well, but. I suppose the method and the ultimate goal is is different uh with orthotropics but i must have been like six years old yeah like maybe, yeah because maybe, a lot maybe. of times you have to like <laughs> if you have fucked up teeth not that you do but my siblings did and you have to like do pre-orthodontics you know like you have to do something mm-hmm. about certain parts of your bite before you can even get braces fascinating i'm just gonna make my kids eat some food that's hard to chew i think that's the real secret yeah and also just mewing in general just looks good in photos can speak to that personally i feel like i can't do it without like like it's hard for me to breathe when i do it yeah i've been mewing this whole time like not even (laughs) i'm like not even lying i have been (laughs) except for when i'm talking of course but yeah no but that's like i really love those videos that are like you know someone begging me for help but i'm too busy mewing that type of thing Yeah, yeah i've been i'm locked in you know that's so funny (laughs) <laughs> gotta lock in guys it sounds so cute i will say like i can't believe it's his name yeah mew yeah he does have um, a really strong jawline as well uh which he brought up in the michaela peterson podcast actually <laughs> when he was like i'm mogging you <laughs> yeah those videos of jordan barrett straight up going up to people and being like i'm mogging you are so crazy yeah and him uh, edging or whatever there's like a video of him just like walking around like some this video is so crazy it's so like fashion model like brain brain type core it like there's this video of jordan barrett walking around the street and he has his hand in his pants and he's just like laughing hysterically and the lady that's taking the video is like how often do you think about the roman empire or whatever and he just like doesn't respond and he's just like hysterically laughing with his hand in his pants it's like the craziest video i've ever seen wait i will say that I think that this is related to Jeremy Fragrance because he also has that like yes, 2010s yes. vibe and also like his obsession that, with yeah. perfume. Like there's a link between, I guess, like male fragrance and just like this era of modeling. So it's very like Aqua de Gio. Like mm-hmm. I think those faces are just what we associate with like Blue de Chanel or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But this like tension between mania and stoicism that I feel like these figures represent is like i don't know why it's why, why do you guys think that's so like appealing to gen z like this like jeremy fragrance is like kind of like manic public outburst where he like kind of trauma dumps versus like when he locks in and like is really handsome <laughs> like this like oscillation between those two modes seems to be really appealing to, to men and boys right now yeah I mean, I think it's like a, Jeremy Fragrance is like the male Trisha Paytas. Like, it's like the same impulse, you know? Yeah. We love the chaos and we love the balance. And yeah, I think there's also like something so much about like Euro bro, like yeah, metrosexuality, like nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, but sorry. I think that 
Jordan Barrett is kind of like a male version of Bella Hadid. I think that Jordan Barrett is mentally ill and um, has an enormous amount of pressure on his looks for some reason because he actually was kind of a a bit of a game changer when he became a model because we hadn't had someone become like a definitive awkward geo face in a while yeah the last person i can think of is like chico and sean o'pry who are older than jordan barrett mm-hmm. i think he's like a like young millennial old gen z and also i i wrote about this i think in kind of the girl blogging essay that i wrote a couple years ago but i think that a lot of young people just find it really really attractive to them the idea of like being incredibly crazy and mentally ill but still like better than other people which is is, like obviously like the thesis in some ways of american psycho so the idea that you could have like all these dark thoughts and be like spiraling out of control in a lot of ways but still have a physical exterior that is like superior to other people's which is also a big thing in my year of resting relaxation so we kind of see it like across the board with gender for mm. men and for women. But I think men yeah. are a little bit, I guess they're coming into it now versus obviously girl blogging and such has been established for a few years. Yeah, that's a really good point. Very, very good point. Yeah, I think the comparison to Bella Hadid is so apt because they both have those faces that are like, just not by any means like a natural seeming resting face like they're both so like yassified and so like i think it's like the the hunter eyes thing and the like angularity of their faces that is like comically beautiful like Mm -hmm. a creepy mask or something yeah it gives peter pan vibes like i think jordan barrett looks just like peter pan like what peter pan looks like in my head is what jordan barrett is like there's something very almost like cartoonish about their beauty yeah there's just so much pressure as well and we saw that with bella with obviously a lot of her physical and mental health problems but also because like i said they're maybe born in like 1996 or something and they're starting to age and we've seen that with Mm -hmm. jordan barrett like his kind of ebbs and flows with gaining weight and then losing tons and tons of weight when he was young he obviously had a really angular face with really positive cancel tilt but he still had quite a full look to his face and now he's lost a ton of weight and he's very very like hollowed out and excavated so it's it's weird to see this generation of yassified models essentially how they respond to aging which i think for bella and for jordan has been to like lose a ton of weight Mm -hmm. i think that's just you know i don't really know what it is i think they're also following like a little bit of a zeitgeist when with the weight loss jordan specifically i think he's just like kind of like in strong party mode like i've followed him on instagram for a really really long time and he just like very much doesn't seem to do anything but like hang out on boats with like rich old guys and like a bunch of like kind of bimboed out girls in bikinis and them just like laying around and he he like literally lives like the life of Salburn. um yeah it's i feel like maybe like the thinness might be from his heavy partying as well as probably like yeah of course some sort of like self-image issues um and it's kind of sucks to go to the gym so much you know when you're like a partier like you don't have that energy yeah i also to feel go like to the gym. they have a similar vibe of like hotness induced autism like there are just a lot of videos of like mm-hmm. 
Jordan Barrett acting really strange. He's so weird, guys. Like, like I actually love it. Like, I think it's really cool. I do love like, it. He's so weird. It is like, good. But it, it does seem really, yeah, because I think you're totally right in this hypothesis of, like, that ability to just, like, be really absurd, but also so hot that, like, no one can judge you for it. It's definitely the goal of a lot of young people. <laughs> well, it's the ultimate abdication of responsibility because yeah. you never ever have to carry the weight of the the full entire weight of human existence, you know, or like the perception is that you don't have to carry the full entire weight of human existence if, if you're at least beautiful because people yeah. will constantly give you a free pass for certain things. This you is know? a good segue into talking about Z's because I feel like a lot of his transformation had to do with like confidence and like becoming this like silly goofy person which Mm -hmm. like he was liberated by becoming more conventionally attractive um yeah we can get into the legend of z's there's like a good video about this but i'll obviously recap it okay wait i need to find out his real name actually it's aziz the yeah yeah. Shaversian. So he was born in 1989 and died in 2011, but he was this like Russian Australian bodybuilder slash like internet personality, but like early internet days. He was this guy who really epitomizes the story of like every male fantasy. Um, he was like a classic nerd to hot tale. He was the captain of his chess team at school on top of his class, but he was like bullied really intensely for being just like a really skinny, nerdy kid. And he retreated to online gaming, which is, I assume, where he like learned how to troll and kind of just like be funny online. And then he was inspired by his older brother to hit the gym. He sold, this is like the craziest and most mythological thing to me is that he sold his World of Warcraft account for $500 and mm-hmm. used this mm-hmm. money for a one year gym membership. And that's when his like, transformation began he basically had like this insane like four-year i guess transformation into like having a crazy physique and to me like i don't really know that much about bodybuilding like all muscular guys kind of look the same to me but like people always refer to his physique as being so like legendary and perfect which i guess it was but the other thing about him that was like remarkable and to me kind of like heartbreaking was his like quirkiness and silliness like there are a lot of there are a lot of these like aspirational iconic photos of him like locking in and like doing these bodybuilding poses but there are just as many of these like cute videos of him dancing and goofing around and and trolling and he basically embodied the freedom and confidence to be yourself he and his brother were also really obsessed with like trance music and raves and so they were like always posting on these forums about i guess like edm and going to raves and became like legendary flash photo party boys who wore kind of crazy outfits so Z's, which is like Z-Y-Z-Z, was kind of his like character that was very much like Zohan core. And yeah, we can take a break to talk about like what happened to like men of this type. I really recommend that everyone like look up pictures of him because like it's crazier than mm. you think. He was like really well done for wearing these like really tiny shorts that he would like kind of like pull up and like really bright colors and just crazy ensembles that... Like, he's kind of the real indie sleaze as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He, I mean, I think, like, the modern version is very much, like, Syrian Psycho, both of them. Uh, uh, Ziz is, like, a Kurdish Armenian, so, like, and then um, Syrian Psycho, obviously, from Syria. So it's, like, very, like, Levantian, like, metrosexual, 
vibes. And there's also like a similarity in terms of like the link internet lingo that was coming up. It's like people who are like very lost looking for father figures, brother figures and build community off of like a certain lingo. So like Z's popularized the use of like come at me, bro, you Myron bro. I'm sure everybody remembers those times or has at least heard of them. And then of course, Syrian psycho has like his own kind of like lingo that's being grown out of this. You know, I, I think there's just like a lot of overlap, but the type of sort of like Euro bro, traditional George Armani Ibiza party guy that no longer exists. I think they all have aged into kind of working in tech or something and probably have like families with like wives that have like really big boob jobs, but tragic figures, these very, very tragic. Cause he, we, I don't know if we mentioned, like he, he passed away of a heart attack or heart failure in a sauna in Thailand. He, it's speculated that he, his use of steroids was behind this early demise. And it's often talked about in bodybuilding communities as almost like a cautionary tale. Yeah. I guess what's so unique about him was, there's a couple things. I guess we see the legacy of the muscular EDM type still to this day, especially with figures like Jeff Bezos getting hench and that sort of thing. A friend of mine, like his girlfriend is a a DJ and she was on this um essentially like I guess that was like an EDM cruise, like performing. But yeah, I think they seem to be obsessed with like yachting. Which is yeah, a lot of people on that cruise I think probably fit the bill of you know into their kind of physique and then also working in tech sort of thing. But they're just not fashionable, and obviously, Z's he had his he had his um his own personal style, and mm-hmm. he was able to pull off looks I guess because of his physique that would be hard for a lot of people to pull off, like the spiky kind of weird emo mullet sort of thing that he had yeah he had like a chelsea haircut almost yeah he was just <laughs> so unique it's kind of giving like joy from inside out like it's not like weird <laughs> spiky yeah it's very fascinating pixie male pixie cut yeah, yeah. male pixie cut it's definitely a male pixie cut <laughs> but ultimately it comes back to even with like syrian psycho right it's like the the reason these figures like Z's and Sirius Psycho are so alluring is because they were not the popular kids growing up and they like struggled with their mm-hmm. looks and so now they have good personalities, which is essentially like a tale as old as time. Yeah, um, and they're like funny. Which is why yeah. they're funny. They um have like a, a, a different type of personality than someone who grew up being like the hot cool jock, essentially. Yeah, I think it's also like a classic internet fantasy of like they like Z's and his brother were like forum posters that would like post in these like text-based environments and like really had a way with words but then like in those spaces like I guess anonymity was like a pretty big deal but imagine like this funny guy from like a world of Warcraft where I'm like seeing his face reveal and he looks like this like you know it's kind of everyone's fantasy to be like way hotter than your online friends expect you to be well that's where um I really want to get into the World of Warcraft aspect of that quickly because, like, I, mean, if, if I'm, I would assume that Syrian Psycho probably also had, like, a heavy gaming phase. I've never 
played video games like but it's my understanding that like games like world of warcraft and fortnite and runescape and stuff have this like statistical quality and a lot of these kids spent like their entire childhoods grinding at like one thing to improve their stats and it seems like a natural progression to like hit puberty and begin to like perceive your own physical appearance in terms of like stats so like the looks maxing thing is like the statistics of your chin to filter ratio but the bodybuilding it's your body fat percentage and so it's all these like statistics like kind of like and then biz you actually made a great point here about maxing right oh yeah well it's just that the the yes, suffix maxing comes from video games so it's like the idea of maxing out a characteristic uh for your video game character like strength or intelligence or something that's really interesting i had not known that but yeah i just think uh yeah it's very like i feel like um we talked about this a bit with sarah hersey about how there is something so nerdy about bodybuilding and like physical improvement, you know, where it's like a lot of these people tend to be very, very smart and intelligent because, you know, it's like a science that you really have to like hit the books and like study, you know what I mean? And so it does seem like natural for people playing like statistical games or maybe posting on bodybuilding forums, which have infamously sparked a million subcultures across the internet yeah it's very social and very like you know like those that meme of like you know the strong guy like on the computer like helping like talking to yes. the other kid like that is literally z's because like his whole thing mm-hmm. was that he was basically just like always sticking up for the underdogs on forums and uplifting beginners and sometimes he would literally uplift them like in public there were just all these videos of him like lifting up skinny kids um Aww. like bench pressing them he also yeah. like his like reading his post is so like crazy to me because like he also would invoke mythological language a lot like i he was really affected by the death of his family cat which is just like so cute and heartwarming but like when he announced that his cat died it was this post that was like cat of the gods i will meet you at the gates of olympus like that type of thing and it was just Aww. like Oh my god, he's like with this cat now. Oh my god, I miss him. Yeah, oh, I, I kind of just found out who he is. So we like basically speed ran like the Legend of Z's, and it's like something about like their classical physiques makes this comparison to to like mythology really easy. But also like tragic shit happening to strong men is very like Hercules, Adonis, Narcissus, like Sisyphus. Like it just is way more like heartbreaking than yeah normal people i don't know the greek tragedies yeah yeah Yeah, i don't really know why it's it's really tragic there's a lot of like tragic martyrs of bodybuilding right like and also like the way that people post about it i have like super mixed feelings about it because like with z's it's everyone's like rest in protein like get get ripped or die myron or whatever or it is just like continued but i don't know i just feel like they're this seems to be like a way for like men, you know, men to like express vulnerability. Like it seems like the most vulnerable and like emotional that men kind of can feel these kinds of men, this subculture of men can feel is like within the confines of like the gym and the mirror and really grinding to improve themselves. Like it seems like a lot of the stories that they tell are quite tragic to me because they didn't feel like they even had a right to express their emotions or express their struggles without packing on some muscle or improving their facial quality. You know, it just feels very much like we maybe don't realize how much beauty standards affect men and we're kind of only seeing the effects of that 
in the modern day through the internet. It's kind of a chicken before the egg thing, right? Because it's like, yeah. is the internet creating these beauty standards for men or were they always there? And we're just able to see them more intimately because of the internet, you know? But mm-hmm. I have noticed that um, the contemporary figures like Assyrian Psycho and Dylan Latham have started to, I guess, basically do a bit more of a mental health PSA or like a personality PSA which is them saying like, you can't just focus on your looks and improving them. Like your personality is the most important thing. And mm-hmm. basically promoting inner beauty. Aww. And I think a lot of that is because of how popular looks maxing has become like untethered to the original community. So I think they're kind of trying to essentially, like I said, put some PSAs out there for people who are encountering they're con- encountering their content who aren't familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they, their content, like you said, an exam, that it's a lot of it is just like washing your face. I do wonder if there is more behind the paywall, but I, I really like this Dylan Latham kid. Like he, he's, um first of all, like he's not, the way he looks is not like Mog City at all. <laughs> and he kind of acknowledges Mark that it's, it's not Wait, like Mog City. So um, City. He's Mark kind of like, better than like, words. Oh, thanks. He's kind of like in Mog Mog suburbs or something. But Mog Villa, yeah, Mog Villa. But he has like a very he has his speaking cadence and overall demeanor reminds me a lot of boys I went to high school with, which I find really interesting because it kind of I guess speaks to maybe the how widespread this has become. And then he also has that big brother aspect, I guess. Like the New York Times article on looks maxing spoke about that and how a lot of the popular figures in this space still carry that on, I guess, from the Z's days, essentially. But then obviously these influencers like Z's are also in like their, either their late teens or early 20s. So a lot of the culture has like stayed the same essentially for, I guess, the more positive side of the space which is cool to track over the past decade it's why i'm looking at pictures of him and why is like the puka shell necklace like the totem of like all guys like this mm-hmm. i don't know i i that was the first thing i noticed about dylan as well when i watched his videos was his puka shell necklace because yeah. he was I a big fan of wearing those as well i think it is almost like a looks maxi thing like erogenous zone like kind of enhancement you know i think it's just being like i think it's also like a cue to guys like oh be comfortable with like self-expression and like putting extra details into your looks essentially <laughs> no i think it is i really think it is because he'll always say like you know like you might need to get a perm or something you know he's saying like go a little bit extra for uh, extra to achieve the results you want even if it's not within like your comfort zone i'm really surprised that Vinny hacker isn't more of like a thing with this. yeah i feel like Benny so has, like he has the right personality and, type yeah too. he has the right face and body but why is he never in the chico lachowski compilations you know um probably because i don't like him because they're like the same age as him yeah yeah he's too much of a threat yeah and yeah but Vinny hacker yeah he also had a journey with his own body as well so he does like fit into some of that but I don't know. I just can't imagine him on the runway. Maybe I can, though. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've seen him. They they have... There are some Mog Wars videos where they just kind of pit 
TikTokers, pretty pretty boy TikTokers against each other. I've seen him in one of these, but like the thing is, is that there's like a big emphasis on dimorphism, which I guess just means like how much you look like masculine or how much un- mm-hmm. how unfeminine you look. And so they really try to emphasize that sort of like extreme masculinity. And I think a lot of, and there are some subsets of it where it's like pretty boy kind of looks Max saying if you just naturally mm-hmm. have a more kind of like pretty feminine type face. Chico but definitely they, has like such a, like I was looking at YouTube videos of him and all the comments are like, he has such a feminine nose and like, yeah, he does have relatively more feminine features, but people are really I think into that. I'm also realizing that the yeah. other key to this shit is like a photo shoot by Jack Bridgeland. His yeah, video hacker one? was just shot by him in this like... Wait, really? That's crazy. Some of the pictures are crazy. Like they look like paintings, but Jordan Barrett also has like really iconic Jack Bridgeland photo shoot. Yeah, you should oh, look wow, up the photos. Oh my God, this is amazing. He's kind of like the old master of boys portraits these days. Yeah. yeah he's really his, most famous, his most famous photo shoot is his cover of GQ with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, but that yeah. was a little too all like the Vinnie Hacker one is so like Tomu Finland. Yeah, like this it, is very Tomu Finland. It's yeah. like very painterly. Like the one where he's like lighting up that cigarette. I'm like, how is that even like a photo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it looks like um very very good, very James Deany. Loved his Kim Kardashian shoot too. Love pretty much everything he's done. Yeah, he inspired basically like the Mass Bushwick. <laughs> like when we when we saw that shoot with Robert Pattinson, we were like, we have to do something. Yeah, lives, about this. lives like, were changed. Yeah. So is shout it, out to Jack Jacob Lordy photo shoot was hella weird because like it easily could have like I don't know any efforts to like kind of feminize Jacob Lordy freak me out i don't like when he like looks gay is that bad i don't know i mean um, i just didn't like I, th- I just thought it was like a weird thing to put a fucking scarf on him yeah like, they made him dress up that? as ysl for some reason which is just like, not like, a just... comparison that i would ever draw guys we... i just want to say yes. that Vinny hacker definitely has a negative cancel tilt and that's why he's not in the mog wars oh, oh my god yeah. so he got kicked out of mog yeah. wars yeah, that's definitely yeah. why he's Yeah, he does have that slightly more included. sleepy, stonery. Yes. Yeah, he does. Visual. But the thing is, I love a negative cancel tilt. I, I remember as like a, I literally do my makeup to enhance a negative cancel tilt. And I always have. I think it's so girl. beautiful. And like, yeah, it's like, so it's so silent film. Because it's, it's, it's so, okay for us to have gray know. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's not true. okay for guys to have them. That's the that's the point. That's like the dimorphism aspect of it. But then it's like, um, um what's his name? Jeremy Allen White has mega negative yeah, cancel, watched, and it looks so beautiful and mournful. Dylan, you know, even though I f- I I watched Dylan Latham's video on why he's so attractive, and he was like, because he has overall facial harmony, even though he has some features that are considered subpar such as his negative cancel tilt or his weak chin and then he pointed out that he's also really low body fat so his his facial features are really defined as well that's true his cheekbones and stuff yeah but i feel like i not, see his this face is not my analysis like yeah. i i understand yeah. what he's saying but i think that it doesn't matter that much either yeah i feel like i cannot chime in on this conversation because like my taste in men is just like so drastically like i think like that mexican ot is very very hot like he's very hot to me who you know that mexican ot (laughs) he's like a rapper (laughs) never mind never mind (laughs) 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 
like i think he's so hot dude like oh my god that makes sense uh, for you yeah Oh my god yeah i can't even look at photos of him but anyways um i'm cracking up sam anyway yeah, this is like my type that's what i'm saying it's like, i cannot really chime in on this but no no see i can't do that i can't go that far <laughs> okay anyways yeah that's uh, what i'm saying guys i need okay, to find cannot. a boyfriend at mogwarts academy like I, I think i should sign up for the class or something or just yeah i need to give them a, a speech you have to date like someone who was like 20 years old though you don't get that like i i need that okay well i think you could very easily become a adjunct professor at mockworts yeah i'm interested i, I want to do a guest lecture i want to do the commencement address or something mm-hmm. i also guys i want to talk about the humor aspect of of mocking and looks mixing like i personally think this is the biggest driver behind its success as a community yeah and how dedicated people are to it um, yeah i mean i know we talked a lot of shit about like chronically online stuff and like people like talk about this and they're like oh my god chronically online like tiktok brain rot like touch grass whatever but it's so funny and it's also like so accessible like you just have to know what like five words are and (laughs) it does make me sad when people talk about rope maxing though yeah and start maxing Yeah. yeah But they would never support that at Mogwarts, I think. No, they wouldn't. No, they would not support that. No, you would probably get go to detention if you talked like that at Mogwarts. (laughs) You probably have to go to the the mental health clinic. That's true. The thing is, just like I think that looks maxing in general at Mogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Looks maxing in general, I feel like has gotten a pretty bad rap for good reason. The past few years, like, there's just, like, a million op-eds that's been, that have been coming out for, like, what feels like decades now, but it's probably only been, like, five years, but just a million op-eds about how, like, how toxic and, like, weird and, like, fucked up that subculture is, which it can be. But I think this iteration, like, I think we're entering a new era of it, and this iteration is, like, a lot less toxic. Like, I think I was trying to tell someone about this, and they were like, no, I hate this shit. Like, it's so bad. Right? I was like, no, I feel like it's so unserious. Like, they're mostly it's- joking, like... It's just, this is mostly all a joke. Like, I feel like we need to kind of like preamble everything that we're saying by like just saying like most, most of these kids are just joking. They're just kidding around, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they do take it seriously to a certain extent, but the humor definitely provides a buffer in terms of not rope maxing, essentially. I think the fact that they can make it like funny makes them also feel like more connected to this community in a positive way, probably but yeah it's like female looks maxers do not have the same codified sense of humor at all i think it's a couple reasons for this one that like is that content around improving your looks as a woman as a woman is like not necessarily categorized with the word looks maxing just because this is like 90 percent of what women make online anyways but then Mm -hmm. also besides like people like shira seven who don't make specifically looks maxing content there just aren't funny people within the female looks maxing community like there's this one girl called liberty who's a christian based or she's a christian atlanta based model who gives looks maxing tips but she's so like deeply unfunny and has no charm she definitely has like conventionally attractive looks like she's blue eyes blonde hair she's like 5'11 but they just don't 
the personality aspect is just not a fo- focus of the female look smaxers. And I, 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 do you think this is a thing that could happen? Could female look smaxers be funny? I think maybe no, because no, yeah, there's there's way more competition between women, and I think yeah. that takes the like the, the the fun out of it, basically. And I yeah. think it'll always go I, into like discourse about you know the male gaze and like even just like showing any sign of enjoying. I don't know. Someone's about to slip in there with the fucking Margaret Atwood male fantasies quote. Like if you even try to imply that you are having fun with like looks maxing as a girl. Yeah. I think you have to, you have to do it in private settings. Like I have a close group of, of girlfriends where I feel, I don't know, we can like be comfortable and like objective about it and like not, I don't know, like freak ourselves out and send like face out photos and be like, should I do my eyebrows like this? Yeah. No, there is definitely, it's not a safe space for women to be talking about this at this in current public, moment. Yeah. Especially I feel like men even... can see it then and then, like, be crazy. Yeah, yeah and exactly. And then, like, be like, yeah. take her swimming on the first date type of stuff. Like, it becomes a lot yeah, more about, like, deceit. Yeah, one wife and it's all over, yeah. yeah. Because I think uh, with the male looks vaccine stuff, like, it doesn't feel deceitful because, like, if you are a guy and you, like, just lose weight and get ripped or, like, your skin gets better, like, that's not, I don't know. Like, people don't treat that the same way as, like, being a girl and... Or yeah. something like that. Well, the thing yeah. is, I think it's also like a lot of these figures in the male looks maxing community, like you said, is like they have that older brother type thing. And I just feel like there's really not a place for female influencers to have that role with women unless they themselves are kind of like chaotic. Like I feel like the way that some people see like older sister influencers, yeah. they would never kind of like... Uh, promote self-improvement and i feel like a lot of the ones that would like i guess alex Earl you would get does. you would well but not, not genuine self-improvement way. that has to do with like yeah, yeah. but it's alex just more like, about, like, she definitely falls into the same trap of like girls you've got to love yourself no matter what like she would never say like this is what i did to she i mean she just talk about getting a boob job and like that sort of thing yeah. but mm-hmm. she wouldn't she be instructive about she, it she, it's she, not it's not she does she does have bad skin but like she, that was how she originally blew she up was kind of those like looks maxing videos where she would like talk about her accutane journey yeah um, she did but the thing but... is is like she that's not the primary uh aim of her content yeah. you know I, like her content is more just like vicariously living through her you know i but... do think it is kind of like it does have to do a lot with body stuff like you would never see a comment under like a gym bros video where they're like um body checking much you know like you really can't Mm. like show your physique as a woman unless you're like doing bodybuilding in a way that is like obvious and proud unless you're like are a very specific shape like I don't know it's like just because a lot of girls have body issues but mm-hmm. not that I'm like pro like, body yeah. checking but I'm just like it, it can't possibly work the same yeah for women I th- yeah the competitive aspect is just way too strong and also yeah like you i see this all the time too because there are some women who there's that one lady i can't remember her name it's like caro something where girls will will post selfies of themselves and she'll be like i got you girl and like we'll edit the photos on photoshop to kind of like show them what they would look like and then like a lot of the comments are like don't trust her like she's sabotaging you like she's trying to make you look more ugly you know what i mean and it's like yeah that always happens with like like, hair colors and advice and like should i get bangs mm -hmm. like everyone is so suspicious of 
of girls helping girls yeah, yeah. it really it is. is a competitive like, aspect for sure yeah we live in kind of a unsafe time for female to female advice you just gotta um, have real ones that hold it down for you for example i'm gonna dye my hair after this yeah i need to look at the color look <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture because i made a mock-up on okay. face okay perfect yeah i want to yeah. weigh in it's sounding good so far though well you guys know i'm just happy yeah. when my hair is lighter so i'm just like yeah just you're prepping for spring yeah. push 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 me <laughs> why is that song always stuck in my head it's kind of my favorite looks maxing song it's really good i'm gonna listen to looks maxing music really dying my hair i think i liked this quote that is the final uh line in the times piece which is basically the the journalist is saying that that one of the looks maxers that he interviewed thinks that the trend is here to stay simply because young people no matter their gender are expected to post images of themselves on social media you have to present yourself in a certain way he said in other words the self-facing camera has finally turned the male gaze onto itself oh I, just thought that that was was I know like i honestly had chills when i read that i was like whoa i did not see that coming i mean i did mm-hmm. but then the way that they wrote that self-facing camera detail and all really good yeah so good yeah it's the black mirror <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yes. I actually love that. Yeah, that's so so good. I know. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I feel like I feel like this was really helpful for me. Yeah, this was cool. We did a good job, guys. We yeah. covered a lot of ground. Okay. Well, any would you rather? So I feel like would you rather it just seems so looks maxing. Yeah, it's you're always thinking, like, would you rather be Jordan Barrett or Sean O'Pry? Like, you know, <laughs> would you rather be Jordan, Jordan actually, Barrett or Sean O'Pry? I'd rather be Sean O'Pry, honestly. Yeah, Sean, I think, has a slightly more interesting face. It's a little feline. And he can kind of do that, like, thing. Like, there's this one specific picture of him that I'm thinking of where his, like, eyebrows are a little furrowed and he has, like, more wrinkles like he can kind of do a slightly more hardened old hollywood look mm-hmm. as opposed to these other guys that are very smooth and like feminine yeah i think he's like a good there's been so much discourse wow. about old hollywood visuals though with like people being like oh like jacob lordy is like maybe Mar- marlon brando or mm. or anyway yeah my answer is sean O'Pry. i feel like sean O'Pry is like personality is really nice like he i've seen interviews with him and he just seems like a very down-to-earth person and Jordan Barrett, I just feel like there's a lot of chaos in his life right now. And yeah, I wish I him do a peace. Yeah. Sound bath with him. <laughs> like I should... yeah. Like I just want the peace that Sean O'Pry has. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want to be Sean O'Pry. He's from Kennesaw, Georgia, just like me. And no he is our No, we're not from the same place, but we're from like he I was um, you know, we're somewhat from you the same Georgia place. Roots. Yeah, yeah, and he um He's Kentucky, he's OG Kentucky Asian, which yes. obviously makes him stand out for us. And then also, I think he just has a, yeah, I think he has an inner peace that, like, I know that Jordan Barrett has always been hot, but his inner turbulence reminds me a lot, I guess, also the comparison to Bella of someone who hasn't always been hot. Mm-hmm. But Sean O'Pry just seems to have that inner peace of a day one hottie. Like his 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 picture, his profile picture on Instagram is a sloth. 
<laughs> like he, he has so much inner peace and yeah i also do like his maybe old hollywood lilts that he has mm-hmm. and yeah i think we're on the same page he's oh, very cute smile. when he smiles with his mouth closed it's really cute it's like a little v-shape oh the way that he posts is just so his bio is my dog forces me to post pictures of her. Like, oh, he's just so mm-hmm. awesome. He's, he's a really golden retriever male model. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be the valedictorian at Mogwarts or <laughs> bring Z's back to life for one night of raving? Oh, wow. That's wow. like a really existential Greek mythology esque question. I know. Gosh. I'm I'm tempted to be like pet cemetery, like sometimes dead is better. But honestly, I would want to bring Z's back partying because I want his, his brother seems really his brother's really like, sad about yeah yeah he's so heartbroken and I would call his brother and oh my god you know they could party together one last time you know yeah I think that's my answer too and then he would like be able to see it would be like that episode of Doctor Who where like Van Gogh sees that like his paintings are really famous. And then he's like happy. Um, I would want yeah, Z's to see re- that. You know, he's oh had a very God, positive impact on the world. <laughs> I forgot about that video. Oh my God. <laughs> that video always goes viral, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that we could like be in charge of more awards because we're we're chicks. You know, I don't yeah. think it's right for us. It seems yeah, like a male space. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a male space. We would totally throw off the vibes. We could do like a thing. Remember when that guy sued the wink for like gender based discrimination? Oh, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> oh my God. The courtroom is such like a mogging place as well. It like, is. Yes. Getting mogged in the courtroom, like, oh my God. That was kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow's whole thing. Yeah, she mogged him yeah. really hard. Yeah, she did mog him. Do you remember when that one, um, what's that crypto guy who went to jail? Like, Sam Bankman Fried. Sam Bankman Fried yeah. paid the courtroom artist to mug everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's some shit I would do. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Like, would you rather um, be trapped in a mewing contraption <laughs> from ages two to six years old <sighs> and have like a serious psychological trauma, but really great mid face and excellent forward facial growth or. Um, would you rather I have to do a infomercial style HGTV kind of like, uh, like for the rest of your life, you have to sell jaw exercisers on shopping television. Oh yeah. I don't know. Mm. Sorry. That's, that got confusing. Um, um, I guess if I was like, I, I there, there's money making opportunities on both sides. Because I feel like you True. can obviously, like, um, sell your story with the first one. And then the second one, you could just sell your contraptions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is... Neither of these sound good to me, which I guess is the point. I, I'm kind yeah. of interested in the first one. Just in, like, a kind of, like, Cronenbergian sense. And I also never, like, had braces or did anything orthodontic. So it could... I could empathize with people who like have to wear retainers and shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was told by a fucking lip filler nurse that my forward facial growth is a flop. So <gasps> she's 
she's she lies yeah um it's okay i love my like i don't even think i have a weak chin but i just think it's aristocratic no, you, and, like, it's fine. you have like an amazing jawline in my vlog <laughs> i admire it frequently thank you that's very nice i think i would um i think i already did like i have to ask the contraption in mexico <laughs> did that like i have like such vague memories because i was i was really young but it was a very painful traumatizing thing um yeah getting dental work anywhere outside the u.s i have to say i'm I'm suspicious of i don't know why we continue doing it once we move to the u.s but that's like very common in texas you just kind of drive across the border to get go to the dentist um i think it was just because it was the same dentist that i had from early childhood but Mm. um yeah I think I already yeah. did that, so I think I'm exempt. But I honestly would want to pitch the draw exerciser to Shark Tank just to see what happens. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of, of torn. Like, it would be fun just to do a pitch there, you mm-hmm. know? Um, to mog the sharks. <laughs> yeah, mog the <laughs> Which shark mogs, guys? Which shark mogs? Oh, Mark Cuban. Like Mark, looks like Mark Cuban, yeah. yeah, Mark Cuban. He's like, oh, he's wait, the one that looks like Mark Wait, but I think the one you're talking, you're so no. right about the guy that looks like Robin Williams. I forget what his name is. But, I thought that was Mark Cuban. He has a is lot more. Mark Cuban? No, Mark Cuban is the, like, kind of, he has, like, black hair. Um, oh, he's the owner wait, of the wait, Dallas okay. Mavs. That looks like. The Robin Williams, Williams. yeah. I, okay, I see it. That, he, he has better facial okay, harmony. Just, <laughs> his natural beauty characteristics. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who is it, guys? I actually need to know. Yeah, why I know who you're why talking about. All, why do we all remember this? Yeah, he's a real person. Like, I do remember him, but he was, like, kind of... He didn't have that... Um, I that think it's Robert... That the other Robert Heriavec? Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 Yeah, he definitely... He he definitely outmogs them all. Yeah, he mogs. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if on the off chance that any of you are enrolled in mogwarts can you tell us what it's like yeah yeah for real Also, we actually i actually will reach out to syrian psycho after we post this and be like hey can we just like can you just give us a peep just a quick tour campus tour please yeah we're prospective students yeah that would be amazing i will reach out to him he, he's just so this, like yeah. us because like our discord okay. is like mogwarts like we, <laughs> our discord of course yeah and gag city we obviously think very similarly yeah yeah like we just have have like a wonka-esque imagination (laughs) (laughs) i also saw wonka guys and it was really good really yeah i've been wanting to watch nobody wants to see wonka with me i cried by myself i was like sobbing crying by the end yeah i've asked so many people to go see wonka with me that's gonna be us in london biz oh my god yes but Timmy doesn't mog. Mm. He's getting mogged by Kylie. But he's unique. He though. is getting like, mogged he's, by Kylie. He, he, some people are too unique to mog. He's getting mogged by but pictures mo- of his younger self. I keep seeing that happening. He, he like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, once again, guys, he's like, what, 28, 27? Like, mm-hmm. this is just the process of aging. And we have I don't to respect think it and honor gets, like, it. Work done in the same way that like a Bella Hadid does obviously yeah yeah the so, boyishness element of all of this is very fascinating so I think it is boys that get into it when they're like still boys 
Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. it is just like puberty hits again. You know, you, you kind of have a newly found, and also like that's with a younger, like when you're young, you just, your body is so brand new. You're still like understanding well, how it works, you know? That's like, um, Dr. Mew's whole kind of theory is that the face is plastic when you're young and it's like not plastic as you get older. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's like you your, your, your fringe orthodontics at a young age. It's like making a baby wear like a helmet because their head came out. All yeah, weird. it is. It's like the exact same thing. Um, okay. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> yes. Good night, Biz. And good afternoon to us. Good <laughs> evening to China. Um, and yeah. Fair, good morning. Fair night to Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Nice. Bye.